0: I'm Health Coach Heather, and you are listening to episode 192, Stop Judging Me. You are listening to the Nourished Connections podcast, hosted by Health Coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health this show is about raising a strong healthy resilient family with confidence and courage in a confused world so hang out with me each week to learn practical coaching tips parenting advice nutrition and exercise suggestions and stress reducers to apply to your mental and physical well-being Welcome back to the Nourished Connections podcast. I am your host, Heather Mitchell, health coach Heather. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, welcome. Some of you are listening on Facebook or some of you are listening on iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify. Others are listening on YouTube. My YouTube channel is going really well, Nourished Connections. I'm starting to post there regularly. So go subscribe hit that subscribe button and get all the notifications so that you don't miss a Health Coach Heather tip. It's been a very exciting week at my house. We had um, a surprise party last night for my father-in-law and a bunch of people showed up and I made a peach cobbler and homemade ice cream and my other friend brought a cake and we had just a really great time. We played music, we threw the football in the backyard, we were dancing and just loving life for 45 minutes to an hour, because that's all it really lasted. So um, it was really just a quick invite for people to come over, eat some dessert, get out because it's a school night. We can't have you partying here all night. And then that was it. It was so fun though. So much fun. Now this week's podcast is entitled Stop Judging Me. Where did I come up with this topic? Well, this is also Something somebody says all the time is "Stop judging me," just stop judging me. Why do people feel like they're being judged nonstop? Are you Are you this person? Are you the person that someone's saying, "Hey, stop judging me too." Kids will say that to their parents all the time, just randomly all the time. But I want to take a closer look at this because I I was observing a situation at work this week where one person said to another person, stop judging me. And this person said that because this person was making life choices and mentioning the choices out loud. And these choices were against um, belief systems or value systems of, of another person. And so the other person just simply looked up and was staring at this person. And then this person said, stop judging me. So now, you know, the context of kind of what happened here. Okay. Would you have felt judged or do you feel judged when you're doing something that another person doesn't do could be, it could be like smoking or drinking or partying or living a lifestyle that you want to live. And you know, it's kind of contrary to what this other person believes and does. All of a sudden, they don't even have to say anything to you. They just look at you and you say the words, stop judging me. (laughs) This is so fascinating because when this happened and I saw it happen, I immediately said, hey, where does judgment come from? I said, I said this to the person, where does judgment come from? And this person just kind of looked, you know, I don't know. Don't know what you're saying. And I said, judgment comes from your thoughts. That's it, period. That means that all humans on the planet who feel judged, it's not coming from the circumstance or the person saying the thing. It's what you make it mean and what your thoughts are about that that are now causing you to have the feeling of judged, judged, being judged. Okay. Judgment. And from there, you don't act your best self. That's that. So we want to, I want to take a closer look at this and I want to spend some time. This might be a longer podcast today, so just hunker down, go get your favorite snack, get your water, get your essential oils, rub it between your palms, take a deep breath, sit back, relax, and let's really break apart this idea of being judged by other people. And then also, if you are one who typically does judge and you know it, you're aware of it. Let's also talk about what we can do in order to have more empathy for others and maybe not come across as being judgmental. All right. So here's what I got for you today. And it's some good stuff. I want to talk about this idea that people have that everybody is um, judging them. Okay, this is the topic today. So we want to talk about it. What exactly does it mean? What is what is judgment? Let's go to the dictionary and just type this in. I'm just typing this in right now. I want to get a definition for you of what judgment is. An act or instance of judging. The ability to judge, make a decision, or form an opinion objectively, authoritatively, and wisely, especially in matters affecting action. It also means a decision that you make or an opinion that you have after considering all the facts in a situation. In law, a decision of a court regarding the rights and liabilities of parties in a legal action or proceeding. A formal decision or determination on a matter or case by a court, especially final judgment. Okay? So really it's the ability to make considered decisions to come to sensible conclusions. That's what judgment is. It can also be an opinion or again, a conclusion. There it is. That is the definition. So there's this idea that feeling judged um, is often a subjective perception. Because what experience one person has, and another person person might have the same experience, they're going to have a different perception of that experience. Um, Our own thoughts, insecurities, and past experiences shape how we interpret others' actions and words. And I want to just share some examples of where people might feel judged in a wide range of situations. It's often driven by their own perceptions and interpretations, but here are some examples. Appearance and clothing. Feeling judged for one's clothing style, body shape, tattoos, piercings, or grooming choices. So someone might feel self-conscious if they believe others are critiquing their outfit or physical appearance. That's a situation there. Where someone might feel judged. Parenting choices. This one comes up a lot. Parents may feel judged for their parenting decisions, such as breastfeeding versus formula feeding, discipline methods, homeschooling versus traditional schooling, or the choice to have or not have children. Career and success. Individuals might feel judged for their job choice, income level, or career path. They may think that others are measuring their success based on societal or family expectations. Relationships. Feeling judged for one's relationship status, whether they're single, married, divorced, or in a non-traditional relationship. People may sense scrutiny from others about their choice of partner or the timing of their relationships. And then lifestyle choices. People will feel judged for dietary preferences, such as vegetarian or vegan, religious beliefs. In my church, we have this thing called the Word of Wisdom, and we live by this code of health, where we are not drinking alcohol or caffeine or smoking, um, doing any kind of drugs, harmful drugs, um, tea, and tobacco use, all that stuff. Okay. So we have this law of health that we just do not abide by at all. We, we follow, we follow a code of health and some people judge us for that. Political affiliations. That is one we all all get judged for, right? Depending on where you stand, stand with that. And it's hard to speak up sometimes because you know that there's going to be people there that are ready to attack. Um, Or living minimalistic or alternative lifestyles. Some people want to be minimalists. Some people want to live in tiny houses. Some people, they want a different lifestyle and they might feel judged for having that lifestyle. Notice the way I'm phrasing this. They might feel judged, not they are being judged. They might feel judged because of the thoughts in their head about what other people are thinking about them, period. Mental health and well-being, individuals struggling with mental health issues may feel judged for seeking therapy or medication, as there is often a stigma attached to mental health, and we have a ton of mental health right now. Educational choices, so students or individuals who pursue unconventional educational paths, like online degrees or vocational training, They might feel judged for not following the traditional college route and they might feel judged by their parents because their parents wanted them to go to an Ivy league or something or other social media. The rise of social media has given people a platform to share their lives, but it also opens them up to judgment from others, often through comments, likes, or comparisons, personal beliefs and values. Feeling judged for personal beliefs, whether they are religious, political, or philosophical, people may feel criticized for their convictions. Cultural and ethnic identity. So individuals from different cultural or ethnic backgrounds, they may feel judged due to stereotypes or prejudice from others. Financial status feeling judged based on financial circumstances, such as debt, frugality, or affluence. People may perceive others as making assumptions about their financial situations. I mean, you've been there. I've been there. We've all had these situations where when you have money and you want to spend it how you want, now you're feeling like other people are judging you for the way you're spending your money you might be you might be going on lavish vacations or flying first class or whatever it is you want you choose to do with your money but you have those thoughts that other people aren't going to like the way i spend my money they're judging me and then there's the other side of it you know where you might be the one that are judging the people who might be doing those things they shouldn't be spending their money that way they shouldn't flaunt it like that right we have these thoughts these thoughts come across as judgmental. So can, I want you to just see both sides right here. And then the physical and mental health people with disabilities or chronic illnesses, they might feel judged by others who don't fully understand their condition or who make assumptions about their abilities. So it's important to note that these feelings of being judged often arise from individual's own insecurities past experiences, or overthinking rather than direct criticism from others. We need to encourage more empathy, more open communication, and self-compassion. And as we do that, it's going to address and alleviate these feelings in all of these different situations. I want to talk about um, the perspective of the person who is doing the judging Okay. If they are doing the judging, people who judge others, they often do so from their own perspectives, which can be influenced by various factors, such as our personal beliefs, our societal norms, our cultural background and our life experiences. So I'm going to give you these, um, same scenarios, but from the person who might be doing the judging. Okay. Let's take a look. Appearance and clothing. So people who judge others based on appearances, they will probably do so because they adhere to certain beauty standards or cultural norms. So they might believe that dressing a certain way is a reflection of one's character or values. Okay. I've definitely done that before. So I guess I've judged others because I do have a belief that, um, we should dress a certain way for different situations like going to a job interview. There's a lot of debate of how we should dress when we go to an airport. A lot of people in pajamas or the grocery store, a lot of people in pajamas. I have a belief and to me it's right, but to other people it's wrong. It's not right at all, or could be wrong. It's really just a thought, right? I have that thought and this belief that you should always present yourself to the world as your best self. That means sometimes you might be in yoga clothes, running errands. That's fine. But, but 99% of the time, like, can you present your best self to the world? I think as we do that, we behave different and we act different, but that's just, um, a belief that I have. And I'm not necessarily like cat trying to cast a judgment on people. It really just comes from that belief and that value that I have, Parenting choices. Okay, so some individuals, they might judge parenting choices because they believe there is a right way to raise a child, often based on their own experiences or cultural beliefs. They may feel that certain choices are superior for the child's well being. Now, it was interesting because my friend was over last night, older gentleman, and he was a caretaker for his mother for many years. And he sat here in my kitchen and he said, I would just never put my one of my parents in a home. Would never put my one of my parents in a home. So I took in my mother for, I think he took her in for 14 years until she passed. Um, but he said, and then anytime we go anywhere, we always just invited mom to come along. We took her with us because that would be disrespectful to leave her home. That would be rude. And I just disagree with that. I don't think it's wrong to put your parent in a home. And I don't think it's wrong to leave them home and you go on a date night with your, your significant other have a weekend away without the parent, right? Especially if you're always with them and that's you taking care of you. It's that self-care, but other people have this ingrained in them that that is selfish and you should never ever do that. And I just want you to see that there's two sides to everything. There's no right way and there's no wrong way. So as long as you don't view your way as the only way and everybody should do it this way, you're going to be fine. But the moment you step out and you go, well, that's disrespectful and rude. They shouldn't be doing that. That's when we've tiptoed into some, you know how there's like good judgment and bad judgment. You got to judge wisely, but then you got to avoid this negative judgment that gets thrown around all the time. That's when we're dipping our toe into that negative side. So this is why I want to bring this up because I want you to be able to see where both parties are coming from. There's career and success. Okay. So those who judge others for their career or financial status may have their own definitions of success and believe that anyone not meeting those criteria is making poor choices or lacking ambition. Okay. So they might say, say, well, they don't want to earn more money. They're lacking ambition. So they teeter there a little bit into the negative judgment relationships. So people may judge others relationships because they have their own ideas about what constitutes a healthy or appropriate partnership. Okay. This is one I have just strong beliefs about because I am a traditional values life coach for families. I am trying to help people who want that traditional value system in the home. So of course, I might project my own insecurities onto other types of relationships because I might see it as a threat to what I'm trying to build and create in families. Because I do feel like it's the healthiest and the best way to have a lifestyle is through a traditional family value system. But that is just my belief system. And you are going to have a totally different belief system than me. And that is okay. That is Absolutely okay. And we don't have to hate each other for that or judge each other for that, right? Mirror each other's judgments and behaviors for that. But another one is lifestyle choices. So, judgment in this area can arise from differing beliefs and values. So, some may judge alternative lifestyles because they don't align with their own cultural or religious norms. People do it all the time. Is it right? Is it wrong? Does it have to be either? Can you see where the person's coming from when they do judge? Can you have some compassion and understanding of why they're doing it instead of just like pinning that on them all the time? And then you feeling like a victim and saying you're being judged all the time. Something to think about. All right. Uh, mental and well-being. So stigmatization of mental health issues often occurs due to a lack of understanding of, or fear. People may judge others with mental health challenges because they perceive them as different or unstable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do educational choices. Those who judge non-traditional educational paths may do so because they believe that traditional systems is the only valid way to gain knowledge and skills, and they may also fear change or the unknown. Social media. Judgment on social media often stems from a desire to fit in or conform to societal expectations. People may judge others to gain a sense of superiority or to maintain their own self-image. Personal beliefs and values. And we're going to get into this pretty deep later on. But judgment in this area can arise from deeply held convictions So individuals may judge others who hold opposing beliefs because they perceive them as a threat to their own values or worldview, cultural or ethnic identity, people who judge others based on cultural or ethnic identity, they may hold stereotypes or biases. They may feel threatened by cultural diversity or hold prejudiced views. Financial status, judgment related to financial status, can stem from envy, insecurity, or classism. Those who judge may have a narrow view of what success means and feel superior to those with fewer financial resources. Mm, Yes, indeed. Physical and mental health. We talked a little bit about this, but judgment related to health conditions can result from a lack of knowledge or understanding. And some individuals may believe that those with visible or invisible disabilities are exaggerating or faking their condition. So it's important to remember that these perspectives are not universally held and many people do not engage in judgment or try to be empathetic and understanding of others' choices and circumstances. So encouraging open-mindedness, some empathy, respectful dialogue, that can help bridge the gap and it's going to reduce the judgment in various situations. So how do we come to understand one another? That's what I want to get into next. Hey friends, I want to interrupt this episode for just a brief second to tell you about my coaching program for families. It's called Harmony at Home. And in this unique program, I coach families for six months to help couples create a stronger connection with each other, to help parents create a stronger connection with their children and to help the entire family achieve optimal health, both mentally and physically. If this is something that sounds interesting to you, send me a private message or go apply at healthcoachheather.com. Back to the show. Coming to an understanding of one another is a complex process and it's going to involve some empathy, of course. We talked about that last week in our podcast topic, but it's also going to take that active listening piece, the open communication and really just the willingness to bridge differences. So I'm going to give you some steps here to help with understanding one another. And number one, of course, is to practice empathy. You've got to put yourself in the other person's shoes and try to understand their feelings, their thoughts, and perspectives. Both people need to do this. The one who feels judged needs to do this for the person who's judging, or coming across as being judging and the person who might be coming across as being judging to feel it for the person who's feeling judged we need to practice empathy for each other and if you're not sure exactly what empathy is go back and listen to my last podcast episode 191 living with a narcissist because we really go deep into that we we mentioned active listening a lot in this podcast and i think it's for a good reason you're going to want to pay close attention to what the other person is saying without interrupting. You need to show that you're engaged by nodding, by maintaining the eye contact and using verbal cues, maybe such as I see, I see what you mean or, or tell me more. We need to learn how to ask open-ended questions. So just encouraging the other person to share more about their thoughts and feelings by asking questions that can't be answered with a simple yes or no. This is going to invite deeper conversation. And then we have to kind of suspend that judgment. So avoid making quick judgments or assumptions about the other person's thoughts or intentions. We want to keep an open mind and reserve judgment until you have a full understanding. Okay, now this whole idea of suspending judgment and just avoid making quick judgments, I I wanted to learn more about, like I wanted to understand this better. How does one avoid making quick judgments of people? And it can be challenging, but it's really kind of one of these essential skills for fostering that empathy and understanding. So I'm just going to quickly give you some strategies to help you avoid making just some snap judgments on people recognize your own biases. Start by acknowledging that everyone has biases and these biases are often shaped by personal experiences, upbringing, culture, and media exposure. So be aware of your own biases and make a conscious effort to examine and challenge them. Just a conscious effort of that. And again, is, is your biases right or wrong? I don't know but you're going to know, you're going to feel it. And as you start to examine them and the result you're getting in your life from believing certain things, you're going to know kind of what path you want to go on here. I would also say to practice mindfulness. So this is going to involve being present in the moment and observing your thoughts and feelings Without immediately reacting to them, when you notice yourself forming a judgment, just take a step back and observe your thought process. There, now, um, suspend judgment. We want to train. We want to train ourselves to withhold judgment until we have all the information. So we got to remind ourselves that first impressions can be misleading, and people often have more to them than meets the eye. And we also want to ask engaging questions. So engage in conversations with an open mind. Ask questions to learn more about the other person's background, their experiences, and their perspectives. Curiosity can replace judgment. And practicing empathy, try to understand the emotions, experiences, and motivations of the person you are interacting with. Imagine what it might be like to be in their shoes. Empathy can humanize people and reduce the tendency to judge. You could avoid stereotyping, which is resisting the urge to stereotype people based on their appearances, their ethnicity, their gender, or other characteristics. Stereotypes are often inaccurate and can lead to unfair judgments. You could seek Diverse experiences, so surrounding yourself with different kinds of people. Exposure to different backgrounds and viewpoints can help broaden your perspective and reduce prejudice. I would also encourage you to challenge assumptions. So every time you catch yourself making assumptions about someone, just question those assumptions. Ask yourself if you have any evidence to support your beliefs or if you're relying on stereotypes. Also to practice active listening. So truly listening to what the other person is saying without immediately forming opinions. Focus on understanding their perspective before you respond. Reflecting before reacting. So when you feel a judgment forming, just take a moment to reflect on why you're making that judgment. What is triggering it? Is it based on facts or assumptions? We also have to consider the context. So understanding that people, they may behave differently in various situations. What you see in a specific moment may not represent their true character or intentions. Give them time, give them grace and, and just watch them and let them let them surprise you. I know I had to do that at work several times when I've misbehaved myself and quickly realized that wasn't my true self and who I want to be. And as I've tried to work I'm becoming better, I'm I'm a different person every day. So I almost hope that people won't judge me on the day that I'm having a bad day or something because I'm different every day. You've got to remember your own imperfections. You've got to recognize that you too have flaws and make mistakes. So holding others to unrealistic standards, it can be an unfair um judgment on your part. I would also practice gratitude, so focusing on what you appreciate about others can help shift your mindset away from negative judgments. Make an effort to find the good in people. And just learn from your mistakes. If you catch yourself making a quick judgment, reflect on it afterwards and just consider what led to that judgment and what you can do differently next time. You could also educate yourself. I mean, honestly, people don't take enough time reading books and and things about different cultures or backgrounds and perspectives. Education can actually dispel the ignorance and reduce prejudiced judgments if you have anything like that. So avoiding quick judgments, it's going to be an ongoing process that's going to require some self-awareness and some conscious effort. But over time, as you practice these strategies, you can help um, other people become more open-minded as you're becoming more open-minded. And you'll become more understanding of others, which I absolutely love. So there's that. That's the, that's the, the quick, the quick judgment. Okay. I mean, we want to, we want to avoid, avoid that. So we're talking about how do we understand one another back to that. We want to seek common ground. So we want to identify shared values, experiences, or goals. We want to find some common ground that can help create that sense of connection and understanding. And a lot of people will say, hey, use I statements. So when expressing your own thoughts and feelings, use I statements to do that without blaming or accusing. You might say something like, I feel rather than you make me feel. It's interesting that when we say you make me feel, how quick we are to give so much power to the person or the circumstance or the situation that they have that much power to control an emotion in our body, that we, we're so quick to give that away, to put that on somebody. So I just want you to, when you say um, you're judging me, I would, I would stop for a minute and, go, and just ask myself, what is the thought in my head that's causing me to feel judged? And do I truly want to believe this thing about this person? What if you just choose to believe the best? Like everyone has good intentions and they're not out to get you and they're not judging you. Like what would happen then if you just chose to believe that? How would your life look different then be totally different? So just to, we want to clarify and summarize. So periodically summarize what the other person has said. To ensure you've understood it correctly, this also demonstrates that you're active listening and you're trying to grasp their viewpoint and you just got to be patient. So building understanding, it it might take some time, especially in those situations that that involve these deep seated differences or conflicts. You've got to be patient, but you've also got to persist in your efforts. We know about awareness, so we gotta gain some awareness. If you're dealing with someone from a different culture, take the time to learn about it. We talked about get being educated there. Acknowledging the emotions, recognizing other people's emotions, avoiding making assumptions. You've just got to reflect on your own biases too, and just be aware that you're you've got them. And there, there could be some prejudices there. So just some self-reflection is gonna help you approach these conversations with a more open mind, an unbiased mindset, rather. You might need to apologize too when necessary. So if you make a mistake or you you say something that could be hurtful, just be willing to apologize sincerely. Apologies actually go a long way in mending misunderstandings. Build trust. So building trust is an essential part of trying to understand the other person, work on building that. Trusting relationship just by being reliable and honest in your interactions. And of course, stay curious. Continue to seek knowledge and understanding. Ask questions and engage in ongoing conversations. Just so you can understand the viewpoints of other people. Just remember that not all conversations are going to lead to a complete agreement. That just doesn't happen often. But... That's not the goal. The goal is to foster mutual respect. Some more empathy perhaps, and just a sense of connection. And building understanding is an ongoing process. So that's gonna, that's what really requires the patience and the genuine commitment to to bridging those differences. So is there good judgment? Is there a way to judge that's good? Yeah. Judgment, when used in a constructive and thoughtful manner, can actually be a valuable tool for decision-making and personal growth. So let me tell you how you can use judgment in a positive way, just so we don't get the two mixed up. Your critical thinking. So you could use judgment as a component of critical thinking. Evaluate these situations, ideas, and information objectively and thoughtfully. You want to consider the evidence and logic before forming conclusions that's critical thinking you might use judgment with problem solving so judgment can help you assess the pros and cons of various solutions to a problem it allows you to make informed decisions based on available information and your values also assessing risk so when faced with choices judgment it helps you assess any potential risks and also benefits It's going to enable you to make choices that align with your goals and your values while minimizing negative consequences. So we got to use judgment there. Self-reflection. Use judgment to reflect on your own actions, behaviors, and choices. Assess your strengths and your weaknesses, honestly, to identify areas for personal growth and improvement. And of course, setting boundaries. So judgment can help you establish healthy boundaries in relationships and work environments. You can use it to determine when to say no to requests or situations that are not in your best interest. You can use judgment to learn from your mistakes. So when you make a mistake, judgment allows you to evaluate what went wrong and why. And this self-assessment can lead to valuable lessons and personal growth. And judgment It's also going to help you promote accountability. So judgment, it's going to be used to hold yourself and others accountable for their actions and responsibilities. So it can lead to a sense of fairness and equity in personal and professional settings. Okay. Um, Evaluation of relationships. So when we're thinking about relationships with friends, family, or some colleagues using judgment can help you determine which relationships are healthy and supportive and which might be a little bit toxic to you or draining. Time management. So when you apply judgment to prioritize tasks and manage your time effectively, determine which activities are most important and deserve your focus and energy. Um, Constructive feedback. That's a good one. So when providing any feedback to others, you got to use judgment to deliver it in a constructive and empathetic manner offer specific observations and suggestions for improvement <clears throat> in a constructive way personal growth is the best one though you know use judgment as a tool for self improvement regularly assess your goals and progress and make adjustments as needed to achieve personal growth and fulfillment but we cannot we can't forget about safety and well-being here because you've got to employ judgment to ensure your safety and your well being. So, make decisions that prioritize your physical and emotional health. And balancing empathy and boundaries. Striking a balance between empathy and judgment allows you to support others while maintaining healthy boundaries. It helps you distinguish between enabling and helping. So, you've got to use judgment there too. But in essence, using judgment in a positive way. It involves using it as a tool for discernment, you see, decision-making and self-awareness. It should be guided by open-mindedness, fairness, empathy, and a commitment to ethical principles, helping you make informed and ethical choices in various aspects of life. But what if I'm judging someone who looks like they could be dangerous, like a dangerous person? But they end up being nice. What what then? Well, judging someone based on their appearance, especially if you perceive them as potentially dangerous, it's a common human instinct and a form of our implicit bias. So it's essential to remember that appearances, they can be deceiving, right? And making assumptions about someone's character solely based on their looks can lead to misunderstandings. And also that's how we perpetuate stereotypes. But here's how to handle such situations. You want to recognize your own bias, understand that you may have perceived notions or biases that influence your judgment. And so this is the first step to addressing it. And again, we want to suspend judgment, right? We don't want to be quick to judge. Give people the benefit of the doubt until you have more information about them. Avoid jumping to conclusions or making snap judgments based Solely on their appearance. You could practice openness. Approach interactions with an open mind. And a willingness to engage with others without preconceived notions. Be receptive to getting to know people for who they are beyond their looks. Engage in conversation. Invite a friendly conversation with the person in question. Often talking with someone can reveal their true personality, their intentions and their character, but you've got to trust your instincts safely. So what's, it's, what's important here is, um, it's important to suspend judgment. It's also crucial to trust your instincts when it comes to your safety. If you feel genuinely threatened or uncomfortable, you have to prioritize your safety and take appropriate precautions. Reflect afterward also. So after interacting with the person, just reflect on your initial judgment and how they compared to the person's actual behavior. This is kind of your opportunity for personal growth and self-awareness. You might, you might challenge those stereotypes too. just recognize that stereotypes and biases, they can be harmful and unfair. So challenge the biases within yourself and in society as a whole. So we're learning from our experiences, folks. We are learning how to be more empathetic, how to be more compassionate, caring, but to strike a balance, right, between maintaining personal safety and not unfairly judging people based on their looks. It's just normal. It's normal to do. It's a human instinct. It's probably something we're just pre-wired with um, just as a, a survival mechanism. And while it's wise to be cautious in unfamiliar situations, it's equally important to recognize that kindness and good intentions can exist in people who don't fit certain stereotypes. So you got to practice that open-mindedness and the empathy. And that's what's going to lead to more positive interactions and then just help with the understanding between individuals from diverse backgrounds. You know, I have this question about religion. I want to just take some time to explore this for a second. People often feel judged by others in religious settings, therefore leaving their religion, which could end up hurting them spiritually. Some people, maybe not others, but how can they avoid feelings of judgment and getting offended by other people? How can they recognize all the good that their religion has done for them? Because In my religion, we see a lot of people right now leaving religion totally. And if you kind of follow their journey and their path, they're expressing themselves as a human being and what they truly love to do and who they are. But you don't really see God in it anymore. There's not that, I don't want to say light, because everyone has like the light of Christ in them. But it does feel like something's gone out a little bit when they leave religion altogether and kind of end up doing their own thing. And if this is you, this is me just, um, again, don't feel judged by what I'm saying here. That's not what I'm trying to do here. You might feel a little defensive, but don't feel judged. Okay. Those two things are different too. Feeling defensive and go listen to my podcast on defensiveness. Cause that's a big one. And then judgment and they are not the same thing. Okay. So here's, here's the deal. Feeling judged in religious settings, that can for sure be a painful experience and it's going to lead some individuals to question or leave their faith. However, it's possible to navigate these situations while maintaining a very positive relationship with one's religion. So let me give you some strategies to help any of you out there avoid feelings of judgment or get less offended, and just recognize positive aspects of your religion, wherever it is, okay? Number one is to seek understanding. Engage in open and respectful dialogue with your fellow believers, your religious leaders, or members of the religious community. Share your concerns and your feelings with them to foster an understanding, and hopefully address any misunderstandings at all. But focus on your personal growth. Remember that religious settings should primarily be about personal growth and spiritual development. So focus on your own relationship with your faith and the positive impact it has on your life. Now, you also want to educate yourself. So you want to study your religion's teachings and their values Not necessarily the men or the people within your religion, but the actual teachings, the doctrine of your religion, just to gain a deeper understanding of its core principles. What is it preaching? What is it teaching? What's the, what's the core message? I know in my religion, it's families are forever and you can live with your family after this life, but others might take that and go, yeah, you can, but you got to do this, this, and this, and this, and if you're not this and this and this and this, you can't be. And they're judging me for that because I'm not doing all those things. Look, folks, in the end, Heavenly Father knows. He knows your heart. He knows you. I would just choose to ditch the feeling of being judged and just work on your own personal development and growth and take all the good that your religion has to offer. Okay. That's what's going to help you to develop a stronger connection to your faith and a sense of purpose, instead of feeling hostility and anger towards it. How about setting boundaries? Well, establish boundaries to protect your emotional well-being if you have to, but honestly, if you encounter judgmental individuals, just politely assert your boundaries and limit your exposure to those people and to negativity. That doesn't mean not going and participating in the services, but it means maybe you don't You choose purposely not to talk to them or sit by them or whatever for a while. I don't know what it means for you. You're going to have to figure that one out. But this is about you and your relationship with God. It just really comes down to that. And then cultivating resilience. This one's huge, my friends, who are leaving religion. Develop emotional resilience to cope with feelings of judgment or offense. This is going to be hard, but you can do it. I would do it like this. Techniques like mindfulness, meditation, and self-reflection. That's what's going to help you build emotional strength. And then you might just seek guidance from leaders. If you're struggling with judgment or feeling offended in your religious community, consider discussing your concerns with another trusted religious leader or counselor who can offer guidance and support. Why don't you emphasize positive experiences? So reflect on the positive experiences and personal growth that your faith, your religion has provided. Focus on the aspects of your faith that have enriched your life and deepened your spirituality. Encourage open dialogue, encourage that open and respectful discussion with your religious community about the importance of kindness, empathy, and acceptance. Promoting these values can create a more welcoming environment if you don't feel it is. And that's another reason we need you there to help with that. Accept imperfections. Understand that no religious community is perfect and individuals within it may have their flaws and biases. Accept that people are human they're human and they make mistakes and try to understand the difference between policy and doctrine. What's doctrine? What's policy? Can you separate the two and can you live your best life according to what feels the, like the way God wants you to go down? Okay. All right. Embrace personal faith. So remember that your faith, it's going to be a personal journey of course, and it's about your relationship with a higher power and the values that guide your life. So keep this focus rather than being overly influenced by others' judgments. And then you can always seek professional help. I'd get a life coach or somebody who understands your religion well, We can help you navigate this. If feelings of judgment or offense significantly impact your well-being or your spirituality, just consider getting a therapist or a counselor or a life coach who can provide support and strategies for coping. Just remember that people's experiences in religious settings, they're going to vary widely. And it's going to be essential to find an approach that aligns with your personal beliefs and values, but by actively seeking that understanding and focusing on your personal growth and promoting positive interactions within your religious community, you're going to maintain a very strong spiritual connection while minimizing the negative effects of judgment and offense. And I say this because I, I wanted to bring this this piece up because I often come across different posts on social media that people have to say who have left um, my church by religion, and they just feel a need to put it out there. You know, like it's their statement of honor to have left or something. So I came across one that I saw that someone had put a quote up by one of the quorum members, the David A. Bednar, he's a quorum member in the Twelve the Twelve Apostles. So he's an apostle. And he said this there is a difference between church attending, tithe paying members who occasionally rush into the temple to go through a session, and those members who faithfully and consistently worship in the temple. Now, when she had read this, she of course Um, said every now and then I'll see a quote from a leader and she goes, that's, that's it. That's why I left. So she would look at that quote and think something negative about it, but others would look at that quote and go, yes, I can always keep going and keep doing better and always have that feeling with me that I feel when I'm in the temple like none other. And if you understand temples within the LDS or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and their community and their members, you know that you not just anybody's allowed to go in. And I think that's even symbolic and significant. It's not to exclude or leave out. It's not that at all, but a lot of people will see it that way. And then see it as judgment. But there's standards and there's things that must be kept in order to go inside. And it's not to leave people out. It's to help you become more of who God intended you to be. Like your highest, best self. Like the being in the presence of God is an amazing feeling. And that's the closest place we feel in our religion that we can be to him. So we have to abide by certain standards in order to be there. And I don't look at it as judgment at all. I've never looked at it as judgment, actually. I've only looked at it as a way to develop myself as a human being in a higher, more holier way. And so if that's the case, if some of us are looking at it that way and others are looking at it like a negative way, then it all just comes down to our thoughts about it, right? It all really just comes down to how we're thinking and what's causing it. So if we continued on um, this post here, she says, "Phew, I'm just so grateful. No more shame over trying to check off all the boxes like church attendance, tithe paying, and temple attendance, just to hear that it's not enough, that it wasn't done in the right way. A lot of people would agree with that. Who left, right? That's that was not that has never been my experience at all. To tick a box off, just so I could be somewhere. If anything, again, it was more like personal development. As I, as I was trying to have a deeper connection with my heavenly Father, this is where I wanted to improve myself in all these in all these ways. But I get it. I get why some people. Might feel that way. And I don't know how deep the connection um, is for other people on their own personal terms, developing that relationship with God. I really don't know. But I just think it's interesting that two people can go to the same place and have two totally different experiences. One can feel good enough there, no matter what people are saying and doing to them, and one can feel judged. And what ultimately makes that happen? I promise you it's not the people. It is your thoughts about the people. So if that is the case, then what are you doing in return? You're judging the people who you think are judging you. You are mirroring their behavior and judging them and judging quotes that they say, and judging this and judging that and putting it out there. And now you have all this judgment on your own religion and church that you left because they were judging you. I wish we could all see this. If we, if you're going to leave your faith and religion, leave it clean, like leave it feeling good. Like, you know what? I'm just, I'm complete without it. And I'm complete and I don't have any anger or hatred or ill feelings. I'm just, I'm just moving to something else. I don't know where this, this has taken me, but I love those people. I love that. And I'm moving on. If you could leave it clean like that, there would be like no judgment on your part. It's when you have to kind of throw it out there and find things and breathe things and throw it out there some more where, where it just feels so judgmental on your part now for how other people are choosing to run a religion or do things according to how they've been instructed or given revelation to do it's just very interesting that that piece isn't noticed by the people who leave just leave it clean if you're going to leave it and just just leave loving and kind and continue to be a christian or whatever you believe in like that connects you to the divine like go out and do that and be that but you don't have to like throw negativity anywhere about anybody or any religion or faith out on social media. You don't have to be that person. In fact, I encourage you not to be that person. I encourage you to just leave it clean, leave it clean. My friends, if you're going to leave it and if you're going to work on staying because you want to stay, but you got to work on your thoughts or on what other people are thinking about you or saying to you, or how they might be judging you, that's the deeper, harder work to do. And that is what I suggest doing. And I suggest doing that even if you do plan to leave anyway, get to a place where you're at peace with the people, peace with the religion, and you actually like feel nothing but love for it. And you're leaving. Like that's the way to leave anything. If you ask me, you leave it clean. You don't leave it messy. You don't leave it angry or dirty or hurtful. You leave it clean. And when you get to that place, boy, do you now have all kinds of freedom. You can be in a religion, out of a religion, in a relationship, out of a relationship, and just feel peace and feel clean and good. And the negative thoughts and the feelings about the people or the religion or whatever it is, the job, it's just not there. The judgment of it all isn't even there. The anger, nothing is there. You just feel love. This is is what we're trying to accomplish. And this is what I'm trying to get you to in this life, which is the coolest feeling. And I'm not there yet. Oh, I am far from there. Because as I'm, as I'm talking about this topic with you guys, I see myself on both sides a lot. The one judging and the one being judged. Because guess why? I'm a human being. I'm a human being. I'm not perfect and I make a lot of mistakes, but I do know that it's our thoughts that are creating our feelings. It's not the circumstance and that's what drives our actions and that actions from the thought and the feeling is what gets us the result in our life every single time. So there you have it. Maybe you're not being judged after all. What do you think? Have a beautiful rest of your weekend, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye.